What up, world? You're on the mic with Mike, Mr. Mike. And this, let's keep that chair spinning. Let's get it. All right, good people, welcome back. As I said, this is Keep That Chair Spinning. I am your man, Mr. Mike. Uh, what we have today is simply uh, a new thing that we're gonna hit you with. This is uh, what we like to call Jim's Day. Uh, it's just a matter of bringing out a veteran barber. Um, and I, I have the, the, the specialty of being able to say that I've, I've known this man for quite a while and been able to work with him for even uh, quite a few years as well. But uh, just kind of want to get back to you and let you know that what you do have within this podcast is hopefully a podcast, man, that's geared to some of the barbers that are just coming out of barber school and not sure how to get ahead or how to find a direction when trying to get up in the game or maybe even a barber that's been in the industry for a while and just kind of find themselves stagnant. Uh, this is hopefully something that'll get you uh, over the hump, uh, maybe some creative ideas and hopefully kind of get you back into the groove and, and kind of find your way into uh, keeping that chair spinning. Uh, again, that is the name of the game. Uh, but like I say, this is Jim's Day. Uh, who I have with me today starting this one off is my man Ernie the Barber. Hey, hey. Uh, Mr. Ernie, I've been knowing for 10 years, actually started out in barber school with him. We knocked out the nine months <laughs> back in the game when it was 1,500 hours. Man, you barbers that are just starting out with the 1,000 hours or lucky. whatever it is in your city and state, man, y'all are lucky. Um, it took us nine months, nine months. Nine months <laughs> day yeah. for day to try and get it done. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely spent some time with him, and now I've, I've had the pleasure to work with Ernie for four years now. Um, you know, and I've seen Ernie definitely grind it out on, on some of the days when a lot of people definitely wouldn't want to do it through all the holidays, through whatever little crazy time frame you can think of. And again, as you know, as I've said in some of my earlier podcasts, that's, that's what it takes. It's a matter of grinding it out and trying to get to it when, when you really don't want to. I mean, uh, you, you have to dig deep and, and just kind of push them feelings aside and them thoughts aside and, and just go for it. So, uh, you know, without further ado, uh, like I say, I, I, it's Ernie, Ernie the Barber, and you know, Ernie is just, uh, I guess, one of the main things. Just kind of starting out, brother, is like, what got you into cutting hair? What What was one of the main things that made you decide to take that route? Yeah. So, so one of the one of the main things that got me into cutting hair, for one, was was you know, happened in my younger days. I got into some trouble, and you know, I had a background, and though I could have maybe found some other jobs that will accept you the background. I knew with the barber it wasn't so much of a problem if I had a background. So I knew that was that was one of the reasons. And you know, I know my tattoos wouldn't you know cause a problem. And, and also, honestly, when I was younger, when I used to go to the barber shops, I just I just liked watching the whole process of cutting hair. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> before the barber shop, I had a lady that used to mess me up. So that might have been another reason I wanted to get into it. And I just be honest with you, I just like getting people fresh. I mean, I like to stay fresh. I, I'm, I'm particular about my haircut myself, as Mike would know, because he cuts my hair and I give him a hard time about it every hard time. time. Hard time. <laughs> hard time. Well, yeah, just, you know, I just like, you know, the feeling of getting somebody right, getting them fresh and having that good haircut, making them feel good about themselves as well. Definitely, definitely. And so, again, as we said, you know, I started out with you in barber school. So, as well, you've been at it for 
Yeah, ten, almost well, yeah, almost eleven years now. 11 years, yeah, yeah, eleven years now. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, I guess kind of to look back, um, if you were to talk to your younger self, you know, Ernie the barber, you know, at KNG Barber College, hmm. uh, trying to find your way out, or maybe even at your first shop, uh, you know, what is something that you, Ernie the barber, today would tell hmm. the younger? Honey the Barber, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago? Man, I think um, one thing would probably be take take your craft serious. Like, I mean, I was taking it serious, but it got to a point where I guess I did get a little burnt out a little bit on it and, you know, started thinking about other things. But now that I look back on it, if I would have really stuck to it and really took it serious as I could, I probably could have been even more farther along than I am right now. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, sure. I think uh, I think we kind of all get there again where we are right now. For the whole means of the podcast, is you you find yourself a little stagnant and you feel like you you peaked out. You know, you kind of hit that tip and you're not sure what to do, and so you get sidetracked and you veer off a little bit. So yeah. I, I definitely get that. I, I think I was probably there about year three myself, um, just kind of unsure of what to do and really wasn't feeling like I was getting the help yeah. uh, so you know I, I can definitely get that uh, I guess now knowing what you do know what is some information or some advice some pointers that you could give a barber today that is coming out of barber school or maybe even fresh out you know trying to find themselves a shop I'd say I'd say one of the main things is once you find a shop well well, first of all, when you get to a shop, you want to try to stay at that shop if you can, unless it's just something just absolutely just crazy or something you feel like it's just not a good environment. Maybe it's not good for you, and it's a real reason to leave the shop, then leave the shop. But if you can at your best, try to stay in one shop. Don't go shop hopping and bouncing around shops because I did do that at one point. You know, I, the first shop I went to, I was there for about three years, but you know, I left there and then I went to another shop, was there for about a year, well, about a year and a half, then the next shop I went to, eight months, next shop, about a year and three, four months until I came here and I'm with Mike and now I've been here four years, but it just, and it just, it really affects your clientele a lot. Like, you'll have some faithful people that follow you, but it's gonna get to a point that they're gonna get tired of following you to every single shop that you go to, so, it's just, it's hard. Like like I say, if I would have known, if I would have thought about that at the beginning, I mean, I got a good clientele built up now, you know, consistently here for four years and clientele's good. But man, I look at Mike, I mean, he only been at, I've been at five shops. Yeah, like five shops already. He's been from the one he started at to the one he owns now. And I mean, he, he's got all his clientele and that's been there because he stayed in one spot. And then even when he moved, I mean, he was at that shop for what? six years six years and so even when he moved he didn't move too far i kind of bounced around between galveston and league city and friendswood and people follow me but i mean it if you can if it's possible stay at that shop until i think the only reason you should really leave that shop is if you're ready to open up your own shop other than that stay at that shop but unless there's something going on which another advice would be when you're looking for a shop what to do something i never did but now that i'm older and i think about it you know, maybe look at the reviews at the shop, maybe stop in the shop and, and talk to the owner, peep the vibes, what kind of music they're listening to, just to see what kind of shop it is. Because 
I tell you, there's going to be a lot of hood shops. And I've worked at hood shops. I've worked at ghetto shops. Worked at a shop where we're at now where it's professional. And, and I get it, you know, for barbers out there, y'all y'all want to, you know, you know, you live whatever lifestyle you live, that's fine. But it's going to, whatever like whatever shop you're looking for, that's the type of clientele and business you're going to get. That's the type of money you're going to make. If, if you want to go to them hood shops where they're doing all that ghetto stuff and got other extracurricular activities going on around or, the music they're playing and hey if you want to listen to whatever music that's on you but if you really want to make it you're going to want to attract more people that don't want to hear the music that's cussing all the time because you know you're going to have kids and moms coming in or you just have older professional businessmen that don't want to hear that type of music and they don't want to come to the type of environment you want an environment that's fitting for everybody that everybody can feel welcome to come into Cause that's how you're really gonna grow and make your money. You wanna welcome all types of clientele. Definitely, you uh, you try your best not to step on toes. I mean, again, the name of the game is to keep the chair spinning. So you don't wanna limit yourself. You don't wanna hinder yourself. So, uh, you know, if, if you are at that shop where, you know, the weed smoke is, is potent, you know, it's present, or you can tell somebody is sitting here with the styrofoam cups, you know, and everybody passing bottle around. Like, it's, it's honestly not going to be uh, that profitable for you because little Becky and her two kids, they don't want to come in and see that, you know. Like, yeah. everybody has to have a standard. Like, you have to outgrow that mindset. And you, you want to, you know, you want to put your customers in a good situation. Yeah. I think that's kind of my mission statement for the shop we're at, where... I want to make sure that my mom can come to the shop. Um, I want to make sure that my kids can come to the shop and not be disrespected by the music or the activities that's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, not everybody can control the tongue. You know, not everybody um, doesn't have the same mindset. But um, I think it definitely is a matter of how volatile is it. So I think I think that's definitely something. Uh, yeah, for sure. I was, and, uh, and another thing is, I mean, if you go to that shop that's doing all that stuff, I mean, yeah, you'll have those customers that come to you every week. But I'll be honest, the best paying customers are some of the are the people that aren't going to be attracted to that type of client, aren't going to be attracted to that type of environment. They're going to want, if they're a businessman who makes good money, they're going to want to come into a, a professional business. They're not going to want to come into some everybody's in there just hanging out chilling type of shop like and that's where your money's gonna be at those are the customers that are paying you top dollar hair for your haircuts and you just wherever you put yourself at you, you're gonna you know wherever the environment you get that's what type of clientele you're gonna get and you know nothing against anybody that lives like that you know because I, I welcome I mean I got clientele from all different types of backgrounds but I mean the best paying ones and the best customers you get are gonna be those business guys that got a good type of job a good career and you know they make good money and and they're willing to spend good money on a good haircut and it's a lot more than just a haircut it's the environment the conversations that are going on there's just it's a lot more to it to keep your chair spinning as mike would say so yeah so kind of dating back uh telling us you know 10 years ago what were prices like for you starting out oh man for me starting (laughs) out it was 13 and 15 dollars so man it's barbering's come a long way since then thank goodness and so now we're at 35 40 dollars now so it's a lot a lot better prices now for sure um i guess the other half of 
I, you know, I believe you were like me starting out as well. There wasn't an online booking. Um, no. You were yay or nay. You. you I, I love online booking. I think online booking is is amazing. It's changed the game because, man, it just keeps you organized and it keeps you from from having to be on your phone. Because I guess that'd be another thing. Stay off your phone, like. <laughs> I get it, you know, your phone is your business too, but that's what's so great about online booking is it keeps you off the phone to a minimum. Like I get it, there's times you do have to get on the phone and there's nothing wrong with that and you explain that to your customers like, you know, give me a second, but if, if you're always texting on your phone or always talking on the phone while you're cutting the hair, don't nobody want to hear what you got going on with your baby mama, drama, or none of that, whatever you got going on. There, you, when you're there, your attention needs to be on your client. Now there's gonna be some clients that maybe don't talk a lot, and that's cool, but still don't get on your phone. Just because they don't talk to you a lot, they don't want to hear you talk a lot. So just, you know, I get it. You have, There's times you have to be on your phone, and there's nothing wrong with that, but just try to keep it to a minimum. And I think that's one good thing about online booking is it keeps it keeps you off your phone and keeps, it keeps you organized. I mean, you can write down your appointments, but I'll just be honest. I didn't write down my appointments, and there was times where I double-booked. It didn't happen too often, but it happened. But... The online booking, you ain't got to worry about that. It sends you a reminder, sends them a reminder. Now you got all your clients' phone numbers, information there. If you need to reach out to them, it's just, I think it's a, it changed the game for real. I agree. I agree. Um, I guess if I could touch on one more other thing would be like, how do you go about in uh, pursuing your boundaries? How do you how do you go about? making sure that your boundaries are intact with your no call, no shows. I mean, it's an ugly part of the business. I don't care who you are, uh, you know, the best of the best, they always get, you know, somebody that's gonna stand them up because people are just weird these days. They're different. They don't appreciate, you know, your time. No matter what type of system you have in a place that, you know, they're getting docked or fined or they're having to prepay, you're still gonna have somebody um, no call, no show you. So uh, what is some of the better things or other ways that you go about with your boundaries? Like you say, staying off the phone, like, um, you know, do you, uh, I guess, do you make it a one-time thing? Do you have a leniency? Uh, um, I'd say, Let's see. It, it it depends on the situation because I know that there are times sometimes where emergencies happen and, and that's and I get it because everyone it happened, you know, something could happen spur of the moment and I get that. But, you know, let me know for one, you know, explain to me and, you know, I, I have some leniency. But I got to be honest, if you're having it every single uh, more than a, one occurrence of it. And then I'm gonna try to. Then I'm gonna be honest. I might start to think that you're maybe some of those really weren't emergencies. You just kind of lied to me. But it, if it's happening every now and then, and it's something that really happened, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a nice guy. I have leniency. But if you're one of those customers that just don't give me a reason, and you're just like, oh, I overslept, or oh, I forgot I had an appointment. I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to charge you a fee for that because I could have had someone else in the chair. So if you're just sleeping in and forgetting you had an appointment, I'm sorry. It sounds mean, but that's your problem because you know what? That's why we have online booking and it gives you notifications. There you go. And you need to be a responsible adult for your haircut because I'm being a responsible adult and I'm at work ready to cut your hair. So you need to be responsible as well. And so you need to be accountable, held accountable for your actions. But 
there's times I know emergencies happen. If something like that happens and if something that really happens, hey, I, I understand and hopefully I hope whatever happened is all right with you. But yeah, that would be how I go about no call, no shows. I got you. Definitely with the online book. And again, that's where you get the help from the system itself. At least with us, you know, we use Squire. Um, you know, they have, when they book, when the customer books, they, depending on how many days out, Squire will send the customer an email the day before. I, if you go check my emails right now, I have about 230 emails that I have not opened. <laughs> So I get some people not checking their emails, but Squire does at least send an email the day before. Well, no, it sends a text message too, though. Well, no, I know it sends a text message at least an hour oh. before the, uh, the appointment as well. But I think the fact that they hit you the day before, you can't forget that. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Most you can't definitely. forget that. But uh, definitely, man, I, I'm, I'm all for it, you know. You try to give some of the customers leniency again. If it's a one in ten times, you know, one in twenty is better. I, I take <laughs> that. I feel like if it's one in ten times, and you just you don't have your yourself together, and uh, you're starting to play with my money, and you're starting to play with my business, and kind of like I said the last time is, you know, this is your career. You know, this yeah. is what this is how you're providing for your family or for yourself. If you're a single person, you don't have any kids, you don't have a, a spouse. You're still trying to provide for yourself. You're trying to put food on the table for yourself. So sure. you don't want to yeah, waste yeah. too much time in, in letting somebody josh you around every other yeah, uh, yeah, point that they make. Yeah, I was going to say, you got, you got to make them respect your business. Like, And I don't mean it in a, in a mean way, harsh like way, right. harsh way, but you got to, they got to respect that. Like he's saying, like, this is how I feed my family. This is how I make my, how I pay my bills. This this is my, my career. This is how I work. Like. You have, they have to respect your, your business, you know, and if they can't respect your business, you know, I mean, maybe you don't need that customer. I think your last episode, the title was, Every Customer Ain't For You. That's so, I mean, hey, sometimes there's some that, there's signs you got to cut some off or, or, I mean, maybe make it to where they have to prepay before they come. So. Yeah, yeah. And that, again, comes down to the booking system that you have. Like you, again, for us with Squire, we are able to make it to where, Every customer can prepay, or if a customer for the last three times, or let's just say even two, the last two times they've no call, no show, man, I could swipe. Next thing you know, they got to prepay from there on. Yeah. And I tell you, man, I'm saying these people are weird, man. They're tricky. You have some that will go and create a whole different email <laughs> account. I've called customer service, and I've got that taken care of as well. But it's okay to fire people. It's okay to be strict. It's okay to be stern with some of them customers, but keep yourself in mind. You know, if you're sitting here wasting time and you done told two, three different people, no, I can't get you at two o'clock. I have an appointment. And this person then burned you the last two times, you done missed another two, three cuts right there. So you don't want to keep doing that. It's, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, but yes, good online booking. Um, I guess as we kind of get to the end, I just want to hit a couple hot takes, man, and, and see how the things are for you within the business. Uh, I guess if I would have to ask, what would you say would be one of your more popular or more decent haircuts that you don't mind doing? That I don't mind doing? 
And honestly, I, most haircuts I don't mind doing. Low, I like low fades. I like simple haircuts. I'm not gonna lie, I'd be cool with getting number one, number two on the sides <laughs> all day. Because that, that, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> don't be worried about just doing them fresh skin fades all the time. Because sometimes your best customers, most high paying customers, get some of the simplest haircuts ever. So I mean, I kind of like a little bit of everything: low fades, tapers, ball fades, regular haircuts. You know, I like doing beards sometimes, a little beard work. You know. A little bit of everything. Definitely. That's that's another thing, too. You know, you got the the baldies, man, to where all they have is their beard. Uh, so, you know, you, you want to take pride in all that you do. But, you know, the beard is another another genre, man, that just opens up doors, man. Like some people with a head full of hair, they'll, they'll, they won't even look at the haircut. It's like, man, yeah, that, that beard is beard. nice. Love it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I guess what are your, your your least popular haircut, which I believe I know, but <laughs> <laughs> the least favorite haircut is a dang Edgar the Quache Cut. I can't. I don't know why they like that haircut. I don't know. I can't wait till these kids don't like that haircut no more. Least favorite haircut. It's so tedious, so time consuming, so it's just ugly. I'll just be honest. Yeah. I don't know why they like it, but hey, I, I guess if that's what they want, whatever yeah, floats your boat. Yeah, don't see mine. Huh? Yeah, I think you know. The work that goes into that that dang Edgar man, and you sit here and you're styling it up, and you're putting so much umph into it, and then they get out the chair and they go, oh, "Come <laughs> on, man! I'd have, I'd have put 30, 45 minutes into this yeah. for you to just go like this, and that's how you wanted it." Yeah, yeah I, I definitely get that. Um, again, being at the game for ten years now, uh, man, we've seen Clippers come a long way yeah um, definitely do you have a favorite clipper at the moment oh, i think mike kind of knows this it's been hard lately i don't know these clippers i personally i like to stick to the ogs to the walls 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 for fading like magic clips and andy's for edging but as of lately i don't know what they got going on they've been <laughs> they've been messing up and on little little tedious things as the switch not working or giving out. Mike had the same problem. I got the same problem with the same Andy's edgers, but I prefer more walls than Andy's, but there has been some, I got a pair of Stylecraft edgers and a pair of Babyliss, and, and they're good. They're good, but uh, I'll be honest. I think they, they are kind of hype, but I think since they came out, they are getting better, but I, I kind of like to stick with the originals, Andy's walls, but Babyliss and Stylecraft, they got, so I, so I don't have a, a, a certain specific favorite one but i got some babylon style crap edges they're they're pretty good they they play their part but for the most part it's, it's done like the original ones yeah. oh geez yeah I, i'd have to say the same the andes like me i still use 76s if i can uh kind of the same thing i've had a little trouble with them from time to time but if i can i'm gonna definitely put them back in the shop and have them back out uh next week i, I love my my 76s i love the andes edgers um you know, and definitely diving into stylecraft here and there. Um, is there a clipper that you've came across in the past couple of years that you just cannot stand, will never try again? Um, probably the the adjustable Babylist, because I got a Babylist edger that's a trimmer that's good, but as far as this one, it's not a horrible clipper. I just think for the price, it was just it was just overrated it, it, it does the job but it's super loud it's heavy it's bulky and it just i, I could buy two pairs of walls for the price of it and they're going to fade a lot better than that than that babylon 
uh, adjustable clipper does. Got it. Got it. Good deal, man. Well, uh, you know, unless you have anything else for the people, we, uh, we're going to bring this one to an end. I think that's about it. That'll, just, that'll do it. Yeah, just, hey, stay consistent. Let's try to stay at one spot. Take your craft serious. There's, there is money in it. But it's it's what you put in is what you're gonna get out. So Definitely. what you put into that, to the effort you put in is exactly what you're gonna get out. If you don't take it serious, then people ain't gonna take it serious. You're not gonna go nowhere. But if you put your mind to it and get in here and grind it out and be consistent, you can make a good living cutting hair for sure. Indeed, indeed. Well, as always, good people, we appreciate you checking us out. This is Jim's Day, my man Ernie the Barber. Check them out, definitely on Instagram. You got your handle, you know your handle. Yeah, it's Ernie, it is Ernie the Barber. Ernie was it underscore the underscore barber, Instagram. Check them out, man. Online book and we go through Squire as well. Come holler at us, man. Keep that chair spinning. One.